to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends Bo Wolf and are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings The Eagles are Super Bowl champions I'm gonna get drunk Where them beers, where them beers All bottles on Mr. Lurie tonight Damn, that's gonna make me throw up What was it like to have Bradley Cooper in the booth? We the best No one could've got me a Caprice Where's the ball security? Touchdown Tom Loser Nick Foles never lost a Super Bowl a throwback intro after Nick Foles takes down Tom Brady in prime time. Welcome, everybody, to Birds with Friends on a Friday morning. It's Friday, Friday, Friday. Got to get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, Sheila Kapadia, Bo Wolf here live on YouTube. Everybody wants to know. Sheila, how you doing? I mean, I can't believe Jameis Winston. You don't know it's fourth down. And then you're a sore loser. You don't shake uh, Nick Foles' hand. You know, people are saying, well, because of COVID. I mean, I, listen, I watched Jameis last week against the Chargers. He's shaking every Chargers hand. They're coming up for hugs with him afterwards. So, uh, wait, you said Tom Brady at the hmm. – am I – I'm kind of confused. Did we watch different games? I mean, this is, dom- this is dominating my TV sets everywhere this morning about, you know, not knowing – that it's fourth down. The excuses uh, being made, and and like you know, Arians saying, "Oh, he he knew what down it was." Like just nakedly out there, this guy who's always yelling at his teammates for stuff. He's the one who doesn't know what 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 time it is. Basically, give me a break with this loser. I mean, I I liked uh, Bill Barnwell's tweet that the the level of kind of confidence you have to have when everyone is running <laughs> off the field to be holding up a four, like they got it wrong, and right. you you know that it's fourth down. I think we have to hear Zach's I mean opinion uh, on this. Well, the Eagles have a big game against the Steelers this weekend. <laughs> uh, no, so th- that last night, look, Tom Brady uh, has has earned a lot of uh, yeah, he, he he's, he's earned equity, if you will. But certainly, Nick Foles beat him last night. I su- I suppose I don't make a big deal about the handshaking thing. See, I you know, do. Like, that's because, such well, I mean, a, not like a big deal because it's, of course it's, it's like silly. A first but this is like opinion. a time and time and time again thing with him. How I mean, is that not a How is that not a big deal? How is that not a big deal? Well, because yeah. a, a you don't know what happened behind the scenes. If well, I know that every game, every game I watch, the quarterbacks win or lose, go to midfield and shake hands. If he never did it, if he thought, you know, the other people had germs and he, you know, and he didn't want to get their uh, breath near him and wanted to go in, that's fine. He only does it when he loses. He's such a I mean, toddler. What is that? I, I guess I just, I, I spent three days reading on social media about like this outrage that Patrick Mahomes and, 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 and Stephen Gilmore uh, shook hands after the game, and then and then all of a sudden it's like, why didn't Tom Brady shake hands here with Nick Foles? You can bump elbows. They were getting very creative. <laughs> Fair we all, enough. We we all know he didn't do it because of uh, COVID protocols. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we like we know how Nick Foles is, and he's like the nicest guy in the world. And you know that that like the first time when it happened in the Super Bowl, he was like, uh, you know, I, I sort of understand it. But I feel like last night, even Nick Foles is like, f that guy. Like, yeah, he should give have, me a break. He, he should this. have acknowledged Nick. I agree with that. But it's like on the list of things that I'm going to get outraged about. Uh, that's that's not on it. 
So what would get you outraged? The fact that uh, Brady, you know, went through the offseason pretending that COVID didn't exist and, uh, you know, having no mask meetups with his players or, um, you know, maybe him just being buddy buddy with the president and not wanting to get asked about it because that's just his good friend. And, you know, we wonder how this podcast goes astray. Like, you know. Or, you know, I don't know. I get asked pregnant uh, fiance. Oh boy. Uh, All right. This is live, Bo. Remember, Bo, I, I get asked often, how do you guys do like hour and a half podcast? What is there to talk about? And uh, my answer is, well, we talk about the Eagles for about seven minutes and then we, you know, I was going to say, I ask myself that every day. Yeah. <laughs> after every episode. All right. right. Well, we've got uh, plenty to get to. We will hit the, uh, the bird on the street from Zach Bourbon. We will do our crow thine enemy on the Steelers. We thought that we were going to be done with the Al you know draft, but after a victory last week, that means we get it for one more week, and uh, we'll answer your questions. If you've got some bird lines to throw at us in the comments, throw those out. We can answer them as we go. But let's start with uh, we, we talked to Doug Peterson just a bit ago. It's time to send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman, Zach Berman. What do we got? Alshon Jeffrey has an illness. It's not COVID-related but it is going to keep him out for this weekend's game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deshaun Jackson continues to nurse this hamstring injury that Doug Peterson expressed optimism about last week. We don't know if he's going to play Sunday. They'll see if they can get him to the game, as Doug Peterson says. Rodney McLeod also has an injury, but it sounded based on his public comments yesterday like he thinks he'll be able to go this week. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the podcast on Wednesday night talking about Jordan Maialata. Doug Peterson said this job is Jordan Maialata's for the foreseeable future. Then when Jason Peters is he healthy. He said the near future. Yeah, for in the near future. And when Jason Peters is healthy, they'll have a decision to make. Uh, there are two players who were placed on injured reserve yesterday. That was TJ Edwards. And who am I uh, missing here? Uh, Rudy Ford. Yes, thank you. Rudy Ford. Uh, so the Eagles have two open spots on the roster. Uh, now, they have some players that if they feel are, are ready, they can activate from IR because they've already started their practice windows, and that includes Quez Watkins, who Doug Peterson doesn't yet know about. Uh, now, he knows about Quez Watkins, doesn't yet know about his status. <laughs> He's never uh, heard of him. Yeah. He's wondering why this guy keeps showing yeah. up with the skinny legs. He's like, he like Shia with Toth. Yeah, uh, Vinnie Curry and Craig James, uh, both of whom are, are, are eligible to be taken off IR. So... Something to monitor with those two open roster spots today. Zach, somebody suggests that you, you should have a copy of The Power Broker on your bookshelf. Are you familiar with that book? I don't know that book. The Power Broker. I'm not. I would like to look it up. Okay, there you go. Uh, Marissa is getting compliments. Claire says she likes your blouse, Marissa. Now, someone else Thank said you. they liked your sweater. Uh, so do you want to clarify? Yeah. Are we? Is this a sweater or a blouse? It's like a zip-up sweater. I don't know. Okay. You can call right. it whatever you want. I appreciate Listen, the comments. Uh, I'm sure there will be a discussion about it in the uh, in the comments here. We've got people checking in from uh, Budapest. Ooh, Budapest. Pennsylvania. <laughs> to be expected. Yeah. The UK and Lexington, Kentucky. You know, how do you feel about a Lexington, Kentucky? It's Never been to a... Can you go on a nice, like, uh, what is it, like a, a bourbon tasting or something? Isn't that like a big uh, Kentucky thing, or am I wrong Kentucky about this? Kentucky is, I, I, I'm sure there is bourbon not a Lexington. in Lexington. Okay. I feel like that's yeah. not the place that's, that's famous That's where the University of Kentucky but, is. That's where you but can let see. us know. You can go to Ruffalo. You guys ever, have you guys ever stepped foot in Kentucky? Yes. 
Yes. I have not. I was thinking mm. of the states that I bet, you know, I think the number one state that uh, I mean, I don't know what it would take to get me there. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to going there. I have nothing against it, but I feel like Iowa, like what's ever going to get when I see Iowa, like on the news or something happening in Iowa, I'm like, you know what? That, that might be one of the ones I never get to. So I feel like you will get to Iowa because think so? all it really takes is like you're in Chicago for a week and you make a little, you like a day trip to Iowa or you're going, you're driving from somewhere Dude, to somewhere else. Why? I love Chicago. Why on, if I'm, if I have a week in Chicago, I'm not driving to Iowa just, with all well, due respect. So with, uh, like, with, with both those states, first off, if you fly to Cincinnati to cover a Bengals game, you literally land in Kentucky. Their airport. That's yeah. true. I did in, that, so I have been in, there. Yeah, it's, yes. in, it's in Covington, <laughs> Kentucky. Um, so and and the stadium's right on the river, and there's a, a row of hotels right there in, in, in Covington, Kentucky. So you can stay in Covington if you would like. Uh, in terms of Iowa, I I've covered a few things. In, I've never been to Iowa either, actually. Yeah, I've covered a few things in Nebraska and right across what? from Big Flex. from. From, from Omaha, where I, I covered the College World Series, and I covered a, a University of Nebraska game, and I flew into Omaha. Boy, uh, I mean, and, the biceps are just yeah, kind of ripping a, that shirt up right now. So the, uh, Big uh, air holes in those, in those pits. <laughs> Get the whip easier. So there's, uh, in Council Bluffs, I, be, I believe it is, right across the border, uh, there are casinos. And so mm. I was in Omaha. I was, I was let's see, I was 20. I was... Uh, it was the 2008 football season, Virginia Tech versus Nebraska, and uh, drove across the border to play a little blackjack in in in, in Council Bluffs, um, in Council Bluffs, Iowa. So that's my Iowa story. I would be all for replacing Zach's market tips with his uh, gambling stories at casinos, but I'm not going to put you on the spot right now, like Bo. <laughs> no, all right. I see. Uh, I, I, I've taken a sip. Marissa's taking a sip. Shields taking a sip. What are we working with today, uh, beverage, coffee wise, people? Uh, I've got a uh, burlap and bean uh, large coffee in here. I broke my uh, coffee pot at home, and so we ordered Uh-oh. ordered a new one. It's okay. Uh, ordered a new one, but uh, my wife the last two days made a little made a little trip in the morning to burlap and bean. Give me a large one. Uh, you know, yesterday, yesterday I had never felt so alive. Just crushing that thing by like nine o'clock. I feel like I could have written like seven stories yesterday morning. I've never felt like that in my life. But go ahead, Marissa. What are you working with? It's just black coffee. Pretty boring. Yeah, black <laughs> coffee. That's curry. what I got. Yeah, you don't I, need the, the I, weird, you know, milks and creams and sugars in there. I'm with you. Yeah. I got a black coffee, too. What are we, like a, like a Keurig? A, uh, uh, yeah, pretty basic Cuisinart? Keurig. Yeah. Okay. Not not the greatest coffee, but it'll do. Get you through the day. Zach, yeah. you got some TB12 water? I just have I just have water, but after hearing Shields' testimonial, I really need to get into coffee more. I I got to admit I have been you hate coffee. I've been dragging this week ever since that Sunday night game. Um, yeah, but you you wrote like four stories this week. What do you do? Well, you, you, well, you that's never been like, so prolific. I'm devoting yeah. I'm devoting all my time to work, and uh, and like my my wife is just saying you need to sleep. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> that might be a weekend plan is to get some sleep. I would think a, uh, you know, a Chip Kelly fan like yourself would recognize the importance of, uh, I'm still, I'm still getting the seven hours in most nights. Uh, yeah. I, what about all that money you got from Bulletproof Coffee? They didn't give you any product? <laughs> uh, no, they didn't give me any product for that Nick Foles story. Oh, all happy right. hour in London. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Picture in, uh. Our friends in London, ha- were they having a pint? Is that, did yeah, I do that right, pint, Bo? Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Dublin is checking in. Oh, you mm-hmm. really are international. Having, having pints in London in Dublin as well. Okay. Right by the stiffy by the liffy. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about those Eagles. Uh, the wide receiver picture, as you touched on, Zach. No Alshon. We'll see <laughs> about that reference to Stiffy over the lip. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we should go into that more if we're going to get fired. I was just going to let him move on there. You know, I didn't I know, know what there that might be some kids. There might be some kids viewing. It's important uh, to move on. You know, I don't, it's, people like when you don't get the, the references. Okay, well, I don't get it. <laughs> into that more if we're going to get well, What do you got there? Who's listening to Miles uh, Sanders who, Instagram? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was actually it was our live podcast. Mm, that happens okay. to me every time when I click on it to get yeah, to the chat. You have to yeah, mute the yeah mute it before it Come pulls on, up. YouTube. Yep. Can I get a default mute? I'll let you know if I want the volume. Okay, <laughs> Eagles playing the All Steelers. Right, Eagles, uh, I guess wide receiver picture. Uh, what do you what do you expect the top three receivers to be this weekend, Zach? I would expect it to be John Hightower. Greg Ward, and this is the mm. tough one. I'm I'm still gonna say JJ Ortega Whiteside. Interesting. Are you going with the Fulgham? I think. I think Fulgham ends up playing more snaps. Okay, I can see that. I think For, I, th- I think it's the same thing as before. Ortega Whiteside starts. He plays a majority of the snaps in the first quarter and a half. Doesn't get the ball thrown his way, and Fulgham's in. Pretends that he's hurt. I don't know. All right, so I, you know, I was looking at the chat, but the Deshaun Jackson percentage of playing is what? It's so hard to gauge because okay, but it is it's possible. Thirty nine percent. It's possible because right. he he's been out there this week. He wasn't out right. there last That's week. That's what I thought. And uh, but he wasn't. Uh, I mean, we only see you know the first yeah. ten minutes of practice. But yesterday he was he was out there for individuals, but was not running routes when it was just quarterbacks throwing to wide receivers. And um, and Doug has said like they they want to get him to be. A hundred percent. Now I I don't know how that is measured, but uh, clearly they're they're being cautious. They've been cautious with how much he's played in games, how much he's practiced during the week, and I guess when he can recover from injuries. Mm-hmm. He has been weighed, he has been measured, and he has been found left wanting. I don't understand that reference. Hopefully, either. one yeah, person yeah, in the chat yeah, gets yeah. that. Just... Uh, Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's that much else to worry about, right? I mean, who's going to replace T.J. Edwards for those third down base reps? Probably Alex Singleton, just like yes. he did last week. I think um, the 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 one thing to watch, and I guess it depends if uh, if Craig James is activated. If Craig James is activated, do they go with Craig James or do they go with Jalen Mills on the outside? I still think they go with uh, Jalen Mills on the outside this week. I agree, you know, and there were a lot of questions about the sort of secondary shuffle and, you know, were they wise to put Mills at cornerback? Should he go back to safety? I didn't see, you know, it's not like Mills was shutting anyone down, but, you know, you kind of have a baseline of competence where you know what you're getting there. He might still get smoked. He might get a PI. He's going to be finger wagging when the ball is overthrown by uh, seven yards, which I know draws the ire of some fans, but I didn't notice like a, um, a dip in safety play, I guess I should say. You know, I, I thought Epps and Wallace were fine uh, combining there to replace Mill. So it's not like the Steelers have prolific tight ends. I mean, they have capable tight ends, but uh, I think I would rather have Mills at corner this week. Well, and it's you know we can get into this, and I'm sure we will. But it, it's a it's a different you know type matchup than last week, where uh, you know the Niners were going were going heavy personnel and the Steelers are you know they've got four receivers who are dynamic and can make plays down the field it's a much uh much different test for for the secondary so 
I don't know what they're going to do, but uh, it's. I think it's going to. It might be ugly. They also have one open roster spot. They could. They could activate Quez Watkins too. It's possible he's in the mix as well. Don't they have two? They have, they have two roster spots. Oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I was. I was wondering if yeah. it was going to be a, a Curry, James, Watkins, one of those three, or if there's a practice squad promotion. Like, what's the point of promoting Vinny Curry right now? Yeah. Well, I mean, then, then. You would argue why is he on the roster? It's like you don't if he's helping, he you don't want to have him on the team. All right, our our reader comments are much more interesting than, a, than our seventeen thousandth uh, Vinnie Curry discussion <laughs> of uh, birds with friends. Uh, Ryan B says to Zach, Zach, it's not wise to kiss others' rings during a pandemic. Well said. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree with lot that. Of, lot of lot a lot of kiss the ring comments uh, in there. The our listeners do not forget. Uh, Ryan, Jones not a lot says, of kissing going on. Right now, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. we might need to might need to get Roman on the phone, <laughs> or Stiffy and the Liffy, perhaps. Uh, Ryan Jones says the the league bending over backward to accommodate the Titans' nonsense seems like a direct attack on Marissa. Marissa, do you? Uh, I that, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> I, I mean, just they, it's crazy that this is my my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they have all this going on. So Seriously. I mean I hope for their sake they can get things under control down there because I mean they should forfeit their luck. games. Yeah. I mean I, the only thing with that is like how do, how does that how's that fair to the Steelers like last week? So if they forfeit right. this week versus the Bills, the Steelers have a game. Yeah, but there's I mean there are there are so many things like that that they that they invited by right. approaching by, things this way. Right. Um, and it was and multiple workouts, built... apparently, according right. to yeah. a few reports. So it's not like one time and it was like, oh, we didn't know. You know? Right. So. And if you're the Bills right now, you're like you're you're either going to play Tuesday against the yeah. Titans or you're going to play Thursday against the right. Chiefs, which is which is like two totally different propositions. here. What has been a little bit interesting to me is um, it doesn't seem like the response from other players and other teams are as angry at the Steelers as you might expect. It's like they sort of uh, the Titans. Steelers, the Titans. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, I thought I thought Mike Sando had the piece yeah. where it seemed like everybody was kind of crushing him. I guess when they can be anonymous about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had anonymous execs basically saying that, uh, and there were some coaches right who went on the record. Um, I yeah, think Sean Pete McVay, Carroll I believe, and somebody did. else. Yeah. yeah, went on the record. So, which. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So maybe I don't the know. Eagles I, just don't care. Well, I, I don't think people want to go on the record and, and rip them when, you know, who, they don't know what their situation is going to be. But it seems like behind the scenes there is some outrage. Yeah, actually, think- to Shields' point, uh, Doug Peterson today was asked about this a few times. Uh, did did not rip the Titans, actually. Like, he, he wouldn't answer that. Said he's, he's not the league office, so that's not something he'll, he'll say. But he, he did say he knows at some point this year the Eagles are going to be affected by this, whether – it is an illness in their building or a game that's moved because of an illness elsewhere, but they're going to be affected by this this year. There you go. All right. You got any more comments for us? Sheila? Uh, other comments here. Uh, I mean, this, Zach, I don't mean to like direct everyone towards you, but we've been <laughs> over this. I mean, you are by far. No one, really, no one cares about me. No that's one cares about Bo. You Google birds with friends and Marissa's name is the first thing that comes up in the suggested searches. And then every question is about Zach. So I just can only do work with what I've got here. Uh, be will once I want to see says I want to see Zeberm get outraged about something, anything. Is there anything you can get outraged about, Zach? You yeah. want to get outraged about outrage culture, perhaps? <laughs> uh, there are a few things, but, but, but nothing okay. that I would share on the podcast. So. <laughs> okay, all right. Nothing? Uh, 
Okay. Uh, Corey says uh, Brady ran to the locker room like Z-Berm ran to get that valet car. <laughs> hey, if he ran that fast, he would get a bigger tip. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. So it I'm does feel like them. the uh, you know this continuing theme of um, the this NFL season just being a fever dream of mine, like Tom Brady turning into Kirk Cousins on national TV and forgetting the downs is just another data point to keep in mind. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to curl that enemy with this uh, with this Steelers team, Mister National, and we can start with the with the Pittsburgh offense. I think seventh in DV, oh no, eighteenth in DVOA on offense. Actually, they're seventh overall, but offensively eighteenth. Um, 23rd rushing, 13th passing, but of course they've only played three games and uh, that's not the biggest sample size. What do you know, what, what can you tell us about what they do, their personnel, all the good stuff? Well, before I lose these, Ohio, Houston, Delaware, Florida, North Carolina, D.C. all checking in. So, mm. man, internationally known and locally respected, as we always say. Uh, their offense, you know, really their whole team. I mean, I think that the Steelers have a Super Bowl ceiling. I think that by the time December rolls around, we could be talking about this as one of the, the best teams in the league. But if you look at what they've done so far, it's been very uneven. I mean, they've played three teams that I think have combined for one win so far. Two of those games, include against uh, against going uh, going against Den- the Denver Broncos and Jeff Driscoll, came down to like the last possession there. And so, uh, what w- what is so funny about the Broncos and Jeff Driscoll? No, I like. There's a good comment. The thing Zach gets ac- outraged oh, about is oh. the two weeks Matt Pryor practiced at left tackle during training camp. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That that did that did get him uh, get him quite upset last uh, last podcast. Our man, I'm shocked at how much our listeners actually listen. Unlike myself. Uh, so it's been very uneven performance uh, so far, you know, and if you look at it um, in terms of their offense so far, they're, they're 23rd in EPA per snap, 13th passing, 28th rushing. They haven't scored 30 in any of their games, and really it's a different type of offense. You know, this isn't Roethlisberger like chucking the ball downfield and this sort of explosive, dynamic offense right now. It's really a much more efficient kind of ball control offense where I think they've only had three downfield completion so far, uh, but he does have a lot of guys to throw to. And, you know, they don't have Antonio Brown, obviously, but they've got like key targets, like eight or nine guys throughout the course of a game. So you've got Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot uh, very often, Deontay Johnson, James Washington, uh, Bo's boy Chase Claypool has made some plays uh, so far this season. Uh, I know Bo does not like Eric Ebron. I feel like you have like a big – don't you have like a big vendetta against Eric Ebron? No, no? I, I, I think I have no opinion on Eric. Ebron. I feel like at some point you one of, me... he's one of like eight players in the NFL <laughs> who I have no opinion on. Well, dig up his political history. Maybe you'll be able to find something and it'll that's bring fair. back. Oh, I forgot to I do know. the tweet tracker this week. Give that's me some okay. time. Well, my wife suggested that you could go the opposite direction and go to like Mike Holmgren's Twitter, and uh, you know you might like that. He might be your favorite co- coach of all time. So if you need yeah. to scramble, I know he's got no connection to this game that I know of. Mike Holmgren but... and, Jill- and George Carl. There you go. If you need something, uh, Vance McDonald. So uh, they've got a lot of guys to throw to, you know, Roethlisberger can just kind of line up in shotgun balls out of his hands, move the ball efficiently downfield. They don't have a great, you know, run game. I feel like their run game has been boosted by some like late game explosive runs by James Conner. But really, if you watch them, it's not like they're moving the ball efficiently on the ground throughout the course of a game. They've had three different offensive line combinations. They got uh, David DeCastro back last week uh, or two weeks ago, I guess it is now. And uh, that that gave them a boost. They've got uh, Zeeburn's boy, Alejandro, Alejandro Villa 
Villanueva at left tackle. For all the weird people they brought in during the Chip Kelly era, I mean, here they found a starting left tackle that they let him go. And I think it's one of the biggest, <laughs> I've said it before, it's one of the biggest indictments of Chip Kelly for like oh, wow. all of the, all of the, um, like w- public whiffing he did of the armed services in, you know, which is, a, which is a nice thing for him to do like over the top on it. They bring in this guy who's exactly what they need and they force him to switch positions and then just cast him aside without look, looking at him at the position they could have used. And he's, he's awesome. And have you heard like, the story about how it happened? How, what happened? How they cut him or how they got him? No, how the, how the Steelers made him into a, uh, into the, mm. into an offensive tackle. I don't think there so. was there was a preseason game uh, that you guys were at. I, I I assume Eagles Steelers at Lincoln Financial Field, and they're lining up for the national anthem. Okay, uh, so the Eagles on one side, Steelers on the other, and Mike Tomlin's looking across, and he was he was like struck by Villanueva, and said is and was thinking is that guy an offensive tackle? Like he thought that guy should have been an offensive tackle, and he found out that he was uh, a a three-four defensive end, and when he became available, they wanted him as an offensive tackle. But it was based on like Tomlin seeing him during the national anthem. Hmm. Sounds a little fishy, but a good story. Also, yeah, Mike like Tomlin. A yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Tomlin saw Miles Sanders play at uh, Heinz Field as a freshman in high school, and said, "I'll remember that name. This guy's going to be a player." Oh, you can read you go, all about you... that on the athletic. Yeah, yeah. I, I have for one dollar. I haven't gotten month. to that uh, story yet, but I look forward to uh, reading about Miles Sanders going back to Pittsburgh. There, Mike Tomlin, by the way, has never had a losing season. I think we talked about this during mm. the preseason, but I mean that's just unbelievable to me to never have that one down year where you're bitten by bit by injuries, or even I mean last year to start. Uh, Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph for the entire season and still go eight and eight. Uh, you know, I know they, they kind of floundered down the stretch there and there was some flukiness to it, but that almost deserved like coach of the year um, consideration to me. I also uh, like Mike Tomlin's the standard is the standard. I think that's a, that's that that's a strong that's a strong statement. Uh, but see, you love those football. I'm going to get you. When's your birthday? I'm just going to make like a scrapbook of football guy sayings uh, just, just for you. Put them all in there. The standard is the standard. I like that. I'd love to see you put together a scrapbook. Yeah, no, It's I, actually I, a, a hard work. I'm not going to lie. I, like, I believe it. I was sore for like weeks. <laughs> you're, I'm not sore? Kidding. Yes, because you're on the floor. and like Sore on the floor. Well, you spread everything out on the floor and you have like all your pictures and your paper and your, you know, scissors and like you're there for like leaning over for hours. The next day I like couldn't walk. (laughs) Yeah. The the reason I thought of it is because uh, my daughter's friend made her a scrapbook for her birthday and I'm going through this like. This would have taken me six months to put this it together. Takes, like, yeah. The, I mean, who even knows how to get like a print version of a photo nowadays? <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't even know you could still do that. So that's just the baseline there. Zach has never been less interested in a topic. <laughs> no, I scrapbook uh, talk right no, now. My, he my, wants my wife the standard that. is the standard. Yes. Oh, she does. There yeah. you go. Okay. All right. Well, then I don't. You know, I don't want to compete with her on this. But if she needs an idea, you know, yeah, she football, could make you, she, she could throw in, you know, a picture of you and your kids, and then the standard is the standard. All right. Right next to it. A picture of Saban. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe your son's face on Saban's body with the cow film. Wait, we got a comment that said, my scrapbooking is equal to Zach's biking. 
that's, that's an odd scrapbook, but thank you very much. All right. What else we got? That's the offense for you, Bo. Um, okay. So, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, like, the Eagles' only chance uh, on defense is for their defensive line to, to dominate yeah. that offensive line, which has been just okay. Is that fair to say? I, I think we could say that every week, to be quite yeah. honest. But, uh, yeah, it does uh, – it certainly does apply this week. I mean, get after him and force a couple turnovers. Like, they don't have to be forcing three and outs all game. They, you know, it's not like they have to be shutting them down. I think you need to find a way to steal, uh, steal some possessions with turnovers on defense, similarly to what you did last week. Although, you, you know, you're not going to get one like Nick Mullins gave to uh, Alex Singleton. I haven't been able to get that throw out of my head all week. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it was there was also the the throw from Foles last night to uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, which looked awful. And it really was the full the full Foles experience in that game, like some just terrible yeah. throws, but also some beauties. It was nice. He just got hot. Normally, I feel like with Foles, it's the game game to game variance. You know, it's like I feel like you could watch the first possessions, and it's like first couple possessions, and all right, he's going to light it up, or he's a disaster. That was it really shifted all of a sudden in the first half. And then he's just firing darts all over the field. These moon balls that are just landing in guys' hands. Uh, it, it was fun to watch. I, it was, I thought it was one of the most entertaining games of the year, to be honest. I thought so too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, great. you watch more games than I do, but it was a, yeah. it was a poorly played game, but it was a fun game. I yeah, thought. I agree. All right. How about this uh, Steelers defense, which is, I think, arguably uh, the best in the league. I think they are first in team pass rush win weight, win Rate, if I'm correct. I, I like Rin weight. Rin weight. Yeah, I think I said I win weight. Uh, okay. oh. But uh, and also number one in run stop win rate. So uh, tough sledding against the Steelers team that blitzes more than anybody else. They do. They blitz. I think 52, 53 percent of the time is the number. They've just, they're just loaded with talent in a scheme where you know everybody knows what they're doing. T.J. Watt, uh, I think, was my pick for defensive player of the year mm, in the preseason. Pre I mean, if you look at his numbers the last couple of years, they're unbelievable. And it's it's sacks, it's QB hits, it's forced fumbles, it's pass disruptions. I think he's got interceptions. Like he he does a lot of different things uh, where you really have to know where he is and you have to have a plan for him. Uh, Bud Dupree on the other side, you know, he's played better than I thought he was going to play. He was when I was doing the, the top free agents uh, last year and I was watching film of him. I thought he was a fine player. I didn't think he was somebody like who would line up for the Eagles at 4-3 defensive end and be a monster. You know, I think that scheme really suits him. He's a tight end destroyer. So, like, if, if they're going to have Rich Rod or Zach Ertz trying to block him, uh, those guys are going to end up on the ground and it's going to be really ugly. Now, if he's going up against a tackle, like – I don't know. I, I would be interested to see if my lot is going up against him one-on-one, -on -one, what that looks like. I mean, Dupree is very athletic. He can do a lot of different things, but just in terms of like a one-on-one -on -one pass rusher against an offensive tackle, I'm not quite as high on him. Uh, very disruptive in the run game though. I mean, lives behind the line of scrimmage, a lot of tackles for loss. And so he's certainly uh, another good player there. Cam Hayward, a very underrated player there for them at defensive end. Steph Stefan Tewitt is a player, uh, an interior defensive lineman who they didn't have last year, who has played, uh, played really well. Tyson Alualu is a, is a guy who's generated some buzz from like film Twitter uh, this year. And you watch them and it does. I like seem an like yeah, he's making some plays uh, for them at defensive tackle. And then at linebacker, uh, Devin Bush, the, the first-round pick linebacker, uh, who last year 
he was coming off the field for them, I believe, in like some sub package situations. And so there were some questions about his coverage ability. This year, it seems like he's been uh, he's been much better in coverage. But uh, those those are I mean, I, I just named, you know, like six, seven players who are all really good. A couple who are, you know, Pro Bowl, all pro caliber players. So that is going to be a huge test for the Eagles. Seems uh, like few, the one. Go ahead. Zach. A few things to add to that. Uh, you mentioned the blitz percentage. Doug Peterson seemed to disagree with how the blitzes for the Steelers are are counted. And the reason he said that is because they're a 3-4 front and they rush both their edge rushers. And he says that's just their standard blitz. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, that's just their standard pass rush. So it goes down as a blitz because they have five guys coming. But he just views that as, as like their, their base rush. Uh, so just coaches love this. Yeah. Coaches do not agree with, I mean, how else do they expect us to chart blitzes? Like it's the number of people who are rushing the quarter- right. quarterback. I understand what he's yeah. saying. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, they've got a joker safety or linebacker or slot corner blitzing. It is different. You account for them pre-snap, but at the end of the day, that's one fewer person they have in coverage to account for your wide receiver. So, you know, I guess that's a fair point, but don't you feel like that? Like Jim Schwartz has definitely taken issue with that uh, in the past. And then don't get him started on the green dogs where it's uh, you know, a linebacker who's accountable for the running back, the running back stays into block and then they blitz. I mean, God forbid we count that uh, as a blitz because it didn't go in as, as a blitz in the headset. I mean, there's like steam coming out yes. of their ears when you, uh, when you ask about that. I agree. So, I don't know. It's just funny to me. I, I, I would like, I would like them to give us an alternative alternative for you know what they would like us to call these things well i i love how how uh and and to your point there they're like you guys don't know what's 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 really going on but so <laughs> right. when we use like statistics that measure it it's like well the stats wrong yeah. you know yeah so uh, Co- coach coach flynn says absolutely per- fine to call, <laughs> call five or more a blitz yes. and you know thank you that's coach a uh, that's a football coach so, so there uh, you go. uh and then you mentioned cam hayward jason kelsey said he's he's the key to what they do is mm. is Cam Hayward, and then you mentioned to it the reason why Javon Hargrave has has a thirteen million dollar a year deal from the Eagles is because of Tuitt's injury last year when Tuitt was down. Uh, the the um, the Steelers changed the way they used they 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 used Javon, and uh, and that's why uh, he got the pass rush opportunities he did, and that's why the Eagles signed him. I would like to do a uh, a story on like the Jason Kelsey All Pro team because there are these names in my head throughout the first stint and the second stint of guys where, you know, you can kind of tell when it's, oh, yeah, he's a good player. But then some guys, like I remember Luke Keekley, he's just like, yeah. oh, God, this guy is a complete pain. <laughs> like he destroys our he destroys our run game every time we play him. And uh, I feel like Cam Hayward would be a guy who he would just look at and be like, this guy is, is way better than he, uh, than he gets credit for. Who's another one? I feel like one of those. Sean um, Lee was, was, was one of them as well. Yes. They had a Linville game against Joseph. Yeah, yeah. Linville Joseph is another <laughs> okay, guy yeah. I remember. He's just like, this guy destroys yeah. us. He's impossible to block. Uh, it does seem like the one, uh, like the one weak spot they have, like personnel wise is, is their nickelback, Mike Hilton, who is a good blitzer, but, uh, can be exposed in coverage. Mike Hilton, as I like to describe him as the Roddy Piper player, because, it's not your kilt on. It's my kilt on that I'm wearing, right? Okay. Uh, I have, uh, I have, in fact, cobbled together a tweet tracker for us to enjoy. And Sheila, you can get your ad ready 
uh, ready. Yeah they'll, but- yeah, they'll love this. They love when we go right from the tweet segment, <laughs> yeah. uh, right into the ads, right, Marissa? Actually, like we heard from business, uh, and they said if you could do more of that, you know, the, this is what the they request. Last week, yeah. Shiel was 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 texting me, "Do you want to read the ad first? And I said, "We we need about." Like a one minute buffer because the ad started with this show is brought to you by. So so we would have went straight from Bo's tweets to this this show is brought to you by. Mm-hmm, that's right. So get excited, DraftKings, because it's time to take a very quick deep dive into the likes of uh, backup quarterback Mason Rudolph, who oh, was, of boy. course, embroiled in uh, a bit of controversy with Miles Garrett at the end of last year. And uh, a few things that popped out. One like from the um, odious Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who's saying uh, a good Christian shows generosity by giving to Christian by giving to charities directly, volunteering and tithing. A democratic socialist, quote unquote, signals their morality by demanding others share their wealth. You've got uh, Donald J. Trump, ASAP Rocky, released from prison and is on his way home to the United States from Sweden. It was a rocky week. Get home ASAP. ASAP. You've got uh, Ben Shapiro, who is quote tweeting Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and saying, "Are you trying to say that if you don't get a raise, you'll go looking for bribes?" Obviously, a a big put down from Shapiro. And then uh, there is a Tony Dungy quote replying to Don Lemon saying, "I'm sorry, Mr. Lemon, but just who admitted that Jesus Christ was not perfect here on Earth? Not anyone who believes the Bible." Not anyone who trusts in Jesus as their savior. That was the point in Jesus coming. So, you know, we've seen worse in this segment, but just a, a peek behind the curtain for uh, for Mr. Mason Rudolph. What's going on with those lines on the sports book? A couple of football questions for you, uh, Zach, from our uh, viewers here. One is, you know, two that I, I don't, we might have talked about this and I might have missed him, but uh, how healthy is Lane Johnson? Like, it, yeah. it seems like he's just going to be playing with this the rest of the year. And then the second guy, uh, Will Parks. I mean, I, I will admit, I kind of forgot he was still uh, on the team. So give us updates on those two guys. Yeah, so a few things there. Lane Johnson, uh, when Lane Johnson spoke to us, he said that by getting the surgery, it was, it was kind of cleaning this up and the problem was going to be behind him. Clearly, the problem's not behind him with the ankle. And Doug Peterson said, that he's basically going to have to play through this. So you see that that, that they're managing him during the week, um, and uh, you know on Wednesday's practice in in particular. Uh, but I don't think it's something that's going to hold him back from playing. The it, it it needed to get loose against the 49ers. I know with the Washington game week one, one thing he said was was that the long bus ride it it got tight on there. So I, I wonder oh. if on these flights or bus rides. Uh, it, can, it it tightens up maybe because he's in the same position. I, I I don't know. I've never had that type of injury, but uh, it is something to think about. Because, the, mean, Eagles, that, the Eagles that, take a long bus ride to, to Pittsburgh this week, and Lane Johnson's running up and down the aisles like Stillwell Angel. <laughs> I assume they're going to well, fly. I, I mean, don't you feel like this is a this is a an issue that should have been solved like this was an issue that was solved decades ago i mean players talk i feel like players talk about this all the time like they're given instructions on what to do on like these long flights when they have an injury that could sort of stiffen up whether it's you know i mean i don't know what they are i'm not a doctor in terms of uh you know rotations but uh man that that is a little bit troublesome i mean it's uh it's a bus ride to dc it's not a uh plane ride to budapest <laughs> yeah he said it, it it was really swollen by the end of that uh washington Jeez, ride. Come uh, on. and then will parks 
He's been out there running on the side. The Eagles haven't started his 21-day practice window yet. So uh, I guess he's progressing, but until he actually practices with the team, I assume he won't be playing. I just I don't I don't understand. I'm not a doctor, but I don't understand why why rest won't help this for Lane Johnson. Like, if he takes a couple of weeks off, why won't it get any better? It doesn't really just make it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't know either. I mean, and it's the type of thing that because we're not in the locker room every day, we have a limited ex- exposure to them. But uh, when he spoke about the surgery, like he was pretty clear that, that this was supposed to fix it. And so the fact that it's popping up again does make you curious. Uh, now, Bo, there were some uh, there were some comments here during your reading of the tweets, uh, you know, about the Nate Gary uh, situation, mm. which I I have not uh, you know totally uh, dug into here. So, do you want to update the the listeners on why his name was in the headlines here the last couple of days? Yeah, someone did a deep dive on, or at least a search on his old tweets, and there were some uh, problematic droppings of a certain uh, problematic word in uh from when he was i think 17 uh as a little guy in south dakota Uh, it's the kind of thing i would uh, you know it's hard i don't know he 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 apologized uh i don't really know what to make of it it's not really my place to uh to to say what what i don't know the the, the, what 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 is weird about it is that it was it, it was sort of done like a Look what I found. Get him off the team because he's bad at football, um, which is, you know, that's fine. Um, and, you know, we talked about some of the things that he struggled with on the field with shorts. But um, I don't know. I think there's a I think I think there is a uh, a difference that we sort of talked about with Deshaun between, um, you know, ignorance and hate that I think is is important here. Yeah, I mean, I I saw Nate's um, apology last night. I, I was writing, and I didn't know what it was regarding, and then I, I looked it up. I mean, clearly, whatever age 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 you are, something's not condonable. I, I, I do think, though, that uh, there's there's two things here. Uh, when I, I, I think sports agencies should start, like when they sign a guy, go back and just look up, 100%. And have an intern, Look up every old thing. Do you know how easy even, it is? It's so it, easy. Exactly. It's yeah. so easy. It blows it's not my even, mind. Like, it's not even go back and look through. It's just, okay, you are entering the pros. Delete everything that you have on social media right now. You don't need it. Well, I, I mean, there, there there, might be like just pictures delete it all. that they want or something like that. But then the other thing, too, is, is there's this, like, cottage industry among some fans. And the Nate Gary thing isn't like a, a – a, a, it's not the strongest example of it, but well, but when there's an athlete who 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 emerges for the first time, like people go back and look through all his his tweets to find something like this, and that's kind of I I really don't know what I think about that either. Um, like it it seems somewhat what's what's a good word for it, Bo? I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. Like you got a better use of your time. Uh, yeah, or or it's. I mean, I it's 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 like the ultimate. You're out to get somebody. You know, like I I remember Dante DiFacenzo when he had that like uh you know he had that great game in the national championship, and someone was 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 going searching up all his all his tweets during it, and and it's not to condone the tweets. It's it's just it's uh 
it's an interesting um, uh, way. Of I do think it. I I think there is I think there is a um, a distinction between like a a long time pattern of behavior and um, you know just being ignorant uh, as a you know as a seventeen year old, which is not great either. But I think it's an important distinction. Some of our comments, uh, we were all 16 and stupid at one time. Uh, someone else says, well, being 16 and stupid shouldn't be an excuse mm -hmm. for uh, something like this. That society's fault, not any one person's. Uh, someone else says, big difference between ignorance and hate, even though sometimes the former can contribute uh, to the latter. So, And go. I think anyone who has uh, read Nate Gary's appearances in the Wolf's Den probably knows that he's like, very loose with his language mm -hmm. um and he's not like, thinking through things all the time so you know he's the smartest football player we've ever seen but maybe not off the field okay some other uh some other comments we've got here uh someone said zach perked up at the idea of feeling like he could write seven articles in a row uh, that seemed to really uh, get your attention some people are suggesting tea zach are you uh are you a, can you be a tea man so i was at the this um the Mercer Cafe in South Philly before uh, Flex. Okay. Flex. I like a Mercer. This cafe. was named few, after Ron Mercer. This was a few years ago. Uh, I was, loved Ron. It Mercer was like I got player. off a flight. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was one of those things where I was killing time before the Eagles press conference, and you know, it, it was it was one of those nights where you get two three hours, and uh, and so I was talking to the to the woman at the counter at the Mercer Cafe, mm, flex. and double flex. That I was talking to the woman at the counter, and yeah, I your, said, "I wife aware of this? I, I, I need, I, I need like a pick me up here, but I really don't oh, like, uh -oh. I really don't like coffee. Got you any know. cocaine? No, <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. And she recommended to me um, chai tea, or am I? Is it chai yeah. or kai? Chai? Well." You know, it depends. Okay. I mean, really, if we're doing Indian, you know, parlance, it's cha. But, you okay. know, Amer so, Americans take it. They put them in their coffee shops. They make it the wrong way. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you want a real cha, come to the I would love that. But so, like so this is yeah. what happened. So then I had it. It was really good. And I got home and I I, uh, I told my wife that I found this this great alternative to coffee. And I mentioned what it is. And she's like, that's all sugar. You know, it's, it's like the way they do it's all sugar. Uh, and it's like well, it defeats the purpose for you. So if that's the case, well, I should just have like the uh, the the caramel drink at Starbucks or something. You know? Yeah, I mean that's the you know commercialized version of it. I yeah. mean we could throw some honey in there for you. Uh, so it doesn't have to be the most sugary drink. It could have the same type of uh, type of sugar as a as another tea or or coffee would be. But yes, the uh, the the coffee shop version of of it w would be very sugary. I agree. I like a green tea in like the afternoon, you know, sometimes. Is there a lot of caffeine like, in it? Uh, not, not as much as okay. coffee. And so it depends how I'm feeling. Sometimes it'll be a shot of espresso. Sometimes I need the other coffee. Sometimes a green tea. I need that, that, that company that she'll promote it. Burlap and Bean. No, the uh, one. No. no, no, we had the ad that. Oh, Liquid IV. Yeah, the Liquid IV. I need to give that yeah, a try. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I've been having some Liquid IV. Not bad. Yeah, I gotta get that a try. Uh, you know, someone had recommended if you're having a, if you're having a few beverages before you go to bed, throw down a liquid IV instead of a glass of water. 
I gotta say, I did that a couple times. Oh, it worked. Felt good. Yeah, felt good. She's gonna be a new guy at the combine this year. You know, he'll be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He'll be twenty drinks in, and then <laughs> you, mean, you mean in twenty 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 four? Yeah, exactly. I absolutely, if we were going to the combine, would be packing liquid IV. <laughs> uh, P and M from Steve Frank, Peckness Migrate, having to apply sunscreen to everything daily and wearing clothes over the sunscreen. Oh Con- God, what? Consistently having you a sicko? hair in your mouth. And you can't the, locate it to pull it out, the or, having, the or having a stuffy nose that will never drain. Oh God! Way to really uplift everybody <laughs> on Friday morning. Like this is disgusting. What the hell? I mean, I'll definitely migrate the the stuffy nose that will never drain because really, yeah, because that also has health implications too. Like if, if you have a cold that you can't kick, especially now, like if 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 you have even like yeah. the slightest cold, your 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 guards up, right? Um, I th- yeah. So that, yeah. and then uh, I guess I will. I'll I'll nest the sunscreen as, as much as I don't like that. Like it's a bad feeling, but it's it's not really a health thing. And that, that but then a hair in your mouth, like that that doesn't sound very good. So uh, maybe one time I'll take it, but that's all. <laughs> so I'm pecking that just to see how it feels. Yeah. This is uh, I mean this is terrible when you know when you have. Uh, when you have two daughters, like they're, they're just hairs popping up all over the place. You know, you got it. You're trying to get it off you. All, all it's in your mouth. So when I saw that, I was just like, get migrate that. I never want oh. that to happen again. It's terrible. Uh, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess you'd have to nest the, nest the sunscreen. I think that's the My only God. one. I think that's, you have to start with the nest. And I think that's yeah. the only one that like you could sort of get used to. Uh, like would just become a part of your routine. It would be terrible, but. And you're protecting your skin. There you go. That's you true. Moi- and if you maybe you're moisturizing, you know, yeah. I, I had to moisturize the face. Right, I was in a rush right before I came on, and so uh, you know, th- th- that that could be a flex. good thing. Yeah. So I, I would put that's the, that's the nest, I think. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I you can get you can get you can get by with a uh, a peck of a stuffy nose. That's that's just you know SOP. But yeah, that's true. Uh, all right, I got some other comments here. Unless you guys wanted to move on. No, I like no never. No. I mean, what else are we going to do, really? Uh, Steve wants to know, Zach, how are you keeping your calves warm on the bike these days? It's a bit nippy, especially if you're going in the morning. Um, well, some chilly mornings, some fall mornings. Yeah, fine. And also uh, diversifying the workouts a bit, too. So, oh, yeah. What else we got? Ooh. Uh, just, just, just different, like, um, <laughs> different, like, a different, uh, like you're lifting, you're stretching, you're you're oh. uh, on the treadmill for a bit. There's there's different things like that oh. you can do. Yeah. What are you lifting? What's that? You got scrapbooking. What do you got? You got some adjustable dumbbells. You got some resistance bands. What do you got going on there at the Berman household? It's it, I mean it's it's not like um. He's <laughs> got a squat rack in the bedroom. <laughs> no, no, it's, like Lane, it's like Lane Johnson's barn. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that. No, just just okay. just whatever's around, trying to get in better right. shape. Whatever's yeah. around, just lifting up trying chairs in the middle of dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fill up backpacks with books. You know, you could get get some curls in. No, 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 okay. lightweights, lightweights. So lightweights. Okay, all right. Coach, uh, let's see. Coach Flynn just sent over a picture of his fridge, which is stocked with nine Monst- huge cans of Monster. Oh That's gosh. his caffeine fix, Coach and I. Flynn, it is just you can. I mean, you're not going to serve. Come on, I'm worried about you. All right, we got to we got to get Coach Flynn a different. Uh, uh, bev- maybe I'll send him some liquid IV and see if he likes that. Uh, this is a this is a football question. Uh, is Jim Schwartz bad at evaluating defensive talent? Feels like a lot of former Eagles. 
uh, linebackers and cornerbacks are lighting it up elsewhere while he is in love with uh, Jags like Nate Gary and Jalen Mills. Now, is this Jim Schwartz? Is this Howie Roseman? Is it both of them? Uh, it's tough for me to sort of figure out, you know, where to uh, draw one line from the other. It well, so like are Jim the examples LJ Fort? What Chandon Sullivan would, would would that be one? Would that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Rasul Douglas is is probably a stretch, but he has you know he's How about been Ryan a starter Neal? for them. How about right? Yeah, Ryan Neal, great story by uh, MSD on our Seattle side. And Ryan Neal was blowing people up last week, like legitimately, uh, for the Seahawks starting. And for Ryan them, Neal so. was was a Anthony Rush special where they basically whacked him before even getting a good look at him. It was like okay. right at the start of camp. I think you sort of take it on a case by case basis. Like Ryan Neal is a is a front office failure. Mm-hmm. Chandon Sullivan is probably a front office failure too. LJ Fort is a Jim Schwartz failure, I think. Um, like if LJ Fort was playing in the defense, they wouldn't have cut him. You don't think that was a uh, comp pick play? But I but if he was if he was playing in the okay. defense, yeah. they wouldn't have cut him. Yeah, I mean he could have been now you look at it, he definitely could have been a starting linebacker. Like a three-down linebacker yeah. for them. Give it. I mean, I'm not gonna. He's not Ray Lewis, but uh, you know, he's definitely at that caliber. That's better than anything they have. So. And I'd put Rasul on on Schwartz as well. Not that, you know, you can still argue that it was worth releasing him. Um, but I would say that that was more of a of a Schwartz decision than a Howie decision. Okay. I could probably go through all the uh, all the rosters at uh, at some point here and come up with a. Uh, oh, I like that old school Nike logo on your T-shirt there. Oh, it's a, it's Ooh. more than okay. Easy, easy. Oh, you got the Mariners! Wow, look at that. That's like my hat. Why didn't you tell me to wear my hat? Is that Randy Johnson? Yeah, that's Randy Johnson. Yeah, oh, big unit. Look it's a big you. unit. Look at you. Okay, yeah. Scroll down for the big unit, not what you were expecting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I was gonna say. I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad it was just Randy Johnson. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I oh, we got sure Zach what? to laugh. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going on there. I was getting very nervous for the future of this podcast. All right. Uh, Zach, Neil says, Zach spends so much time looking at his phone during the pod. If his hair ever starts thinning on top, which I know about, uh, the Birds with Friends audience will be the first to know. I've been getting uh, a few messages during this. That's all it was. Okay. So mm. that's like the Birds with Friends audience. He's like my mom because, uh, you know, I'm sitting on the couch. I'm in my t- mid-20s feeling good about myself. I feel these hands yeah. reach out to my head, asking me, what's going on with your hair? And that was the beginning of the end for me. So uh, Birds with Friends audience can do certainly yeah. do. Uh, when, so Sheol left for uh, Seattle. And then <laughs> yeah. I saw him at, at the owner's meetings like the next year. And like, oh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a new look. And he pulls it off well. But it was it was like a shock to the system. There you go. Uh, Thomas says, Zach asked the waitress for a pick-me-up and the location of the nearest insomnia cookies. <laughs> yeah, I know the location. I, I know the location of the insomnia cookies. All right. We've got a, uh, He's got the address saved into his, into his Google Maps. Uh, someone made the point you can't sleep with the stuff he knows, which is a great point. Mm. So that could really affect your uh, affect your life there. Okay, we've got a peck nest migrate, and at first they went Syracuse, State College and Winston Salem, but then someone said we got to throw College Park in there. So yeah. I, I, I guess you got. got I, I guess you have to. Um, I would think you have to migrate two of these. So Peck Nest and a double migrate. Now out of those four, I have not been to Winston Salem. So Bo, do you want to give us like a ten seconds on Winston Salem? Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a nice campus. 
if you're gonna live okay. on campus, it's great. It's uh, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say you want to nest there. But I okay. haven't been I haven't been to State College and really I don't want to live you've in never, Syracuse. You've never been to State College? Never. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm probably the least rah-rah uh, Penn State graduate you would find. But like when you're talking about the town of State College as a uh, as a college town, I'll definitely stick up for it there. And obviously, I'm going to be biased, but uh, I will definitely nest that uh, great, great college town. I will peck uh, College Park. I had some very, uh, very fun weekends in College Park in my heyday. You know, I visited Syracuse. Uh, you know, Syracuse was on my final three, but I don't know if it was the day I went, the weekend. It was rainy. It was dark. It was. No, that was probably uh, like wasn't... eight months you passed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying State College is a tropical climate, but uh, I just left that place thinking this is a little too like uh, gloomy and dreary for me. So I'm. Going let's to not migrate. let's not let the subtle flex there of uh, Shield saying it was in my top three, but I chose not to oh, go there. What? Go go unnoticed. How is that a flex? I'm just saying, you know, you got Zach right here, a proud alumnus. I mean, I don't know about Wake Forest. I don't know. You might be on another level, but I would say like Penn State, Maryland, and Syracuse are in the same ballpark of college, right? I would imagine there's quite a bit of overlap. I'm just saying. Oh, Zach and Marissa silent. They're saying, don't put us down there. No, I am nesting. (laughs) I'm nesting College Park uh, because of the proximity. Really? Yeah, because of the proximity to D.C. Yeah, like, that was going to be my argument. Exactly. I don't like it's a great DC. college field, but then I you get be 20 as... minutes exactly. to get uh, DC, 20 minutes to uh, get Baltimore. Yeah. You Listen. can intern with great organizations <laughs> during oh, wow. the year. I used to give tours of the journalism school. I mean, okay, you're so. like, nice. a, yeah, what is it called? Like the we Terrapin Club or yes. the Fear the Turtle? I, I mean, you are an ambassador. Oh, wait, is, is, is this where to <laughs> live or where to go to college? Wait, is this where to live or where to go to college? Where to live? I, I, live. I thought of it as like a visit for a weekend type yeah. thing. Well, I don't well know. the nest any, is your the nest is you're moving there and living there. Okay. Oh, okay. The peck is you go for a weekend, yeah, yeah, and the migrates you're never allowed to go there ever again. Okay. Okay. I'm migrating Syracuse for sure. Just don't need to go all the way up there. Uh, I'll probably migrate Penn or State College because I've never been. I don't know what I'm missing. Hey, you really? Yeah. I mean, you please, you would love it. I'll go up there for a weekend. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I might. I might. I'd probably just peck Winston and then and then that's College Park. Yeah, yeah, so I'm. You hate? What are you talking about? You hate DC. No one hates DC more than you. That's definitely true. And now you really? want to go? You hate what? DC? How do you hate DC? I, mean, I love DC. I love DC. No. Is awful. No, I definitely am I more on both sides on this. Like but I, but my brother nice lives there, so I can, so I can, be, I can visit him. Yeah, yeah, I've lived there for two years. Great city. I don't need to yeah. know about your internships no. with Senator blah blah blah. Everything. And your Everything. Think There's tank no such and, thing. There's uh, no such you know, thing as tucking a your button downs into event. your khakis and please come on. It's like oh, nice I've to meet you. What can I? Who do you know? Who do we both know? Who's generalizing now? You stay in one quadrant the whole time. Like there's no. I've been everywhere. You know. Uh, what is it? Adams Morgan and yeah. Georgetown. And, Georgetown's you know, beautiful. How could down you, by, how you uh, not like Georgetown? The Verizon. So, you know, listen, I don't need to put on my uh, pink shorts and my, uh, you know, $120 flip flops and go walking around Georgetown. <laughs> now, that I, guess, that I guess would be generalizing <laughs> a bit. <more. laughs> yeah. I think we should just end it here. You know, I don't need to get into my predictions or anything else. All right. Well, that was a good, great peck nest migrate there. Yeah, yeah, that was lively. That was a good one. Mar- Wait, Marissa, hey, Marissa didn't answer. Did Zach answer? I think well, Zach I'm, did answer. I didn't migrate, but I, I, I guess I, I would, I would migrate Syracuse. I, I love my time at Syracuse, but I'm not choosing to live there. I'm, you know, so. 
Yeah, I'm thinking the same. Yeah. Um, okay. Obviously, right. I'm nesting College Park, but I'm very biased. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think I would pack Winston Salem, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good weekend visit. Yeah. Zach, what, Zach uh, got an award there. I did. Yeah, I, that's right. I like Winston Salem. I I I, I like Sports Writer of the Year. No. All right. Uh, all right, this one. That's wrong. true. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's do. A, let's do. A, we'll do a very truncated, owl, you know, draft. The four players who we'll be talking about if the Eagles win or lose. Uh, Zach, would you like to start us off? Sure. If the Eagles win, we'll be talking about Miles Sanders uh, returning home to the field that Wait he first good, played good on. Smart play. Way to plug. Yeah, it. when he was ten years old, and uh, Pittsburgh means a lot to him. You've probably seen him wear that Pittsburgh Pirates P medallion. He has a tattoo of the skyline on his wrist. The area code. Great logo. Great logo. Yeah, so Love, like if I was just getting a baseball hat, I would be tempted the, to get like a yellow pirates. I feel yes. Like. And I'll tell you what, I like I like the idea that all three of the teams have the same color scheme. So do I. I kind of like that for a city. I think Pittsburgh is like a little underrated. I, I spent a weekend in Pittsburgh, enjoyed myself. Uh, so so, uh, so I, I will go with, with Miles Sanders. Also, they really need him in the offense. And uh, – I would like I, – I think the Eagles need to get him more involved in the passing game too, so I would pay attention to that. Uh, Sheila, would you like to go next? I feel like that gives sure. you more is, time uh, to think in between picks. The, 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 uh, the offensive line, what, what it, is the starting offensive line the same as last week? I think it will week, be the first time suspect? all season we will have the same starting offensive line, yes. So Matt Pryor is still my right guard here? Uh, if, that's, if they're going to do how they lined up during practice this week, it yeah. will still be Matt Pryor. Okay, oh, I'll go positive. How about uh, for a win, Zach Ertz? You know, the poor guy's getting crushed last week going up against uh, George Kittle. Everyone's pointing out fairly, you know. Four catches for nine yards. You know what, though? There was, uh, well, there was a one catch two that... penalties right in there that he drew. I think one on third down. Yeah, that's I'm true. Not defending him. And one of, them, one of them was sort of like, you know, not really his fault. It was a, it was a negative yardage pass completion. Yeah, yeah. but – but, uh, you know, I haven't looked up the Steelers' numbers against tight ends, but I don't think those are the most athletic linebackers. And so uh, I think this is going to be a game similar to last week where you do have to pull out all the stops. you got to give me, you know, all the things you gave me last week, but also I don't think you're going to get a lot going downfield. So I think you're going to have to string together uh, methodical drives, and so maybe Zach Ertz bounces back with a big game. It's just so funny. Everyone's like, oh, well, you know, they might have to string together some some long drives. Okay, great. Uh, I will say if the Eagles uh, win on offense, I, we're going to be talking about Jordan Mailata. If if they win this game and he's able to hold up against TJ or against uh, Bud Dupree, all of a sudden you're thinking maybe we maybe we really have found something here. And I think that's, that's about mm-hmm. as exciting a thing as you could get for this offense at this uh, stage of the season. And – if they lose on offense, how about uh, well, how about Lane Johnson? Because he's going up against T.J. Watt, and you know T.J. Watt's arguably the best pass rusher in the league. Lane Johnson's playing on a bum ankle. Whether it means he doesn't play the whole game, he, he comes out again, or he he's not super effective. I think you'll be talking about you know what's the deal with this injury? Why why doesn't he take some time? And uh, I, I certainly think that's uh, that's possible. Off to you, Shiel. Oh, me again. Okay. Uh, if they lose, I mean, I'll just go with Matt Pryor. Yeah. You know, he, he couldn't hold up against that uh, defense last week. This is a much better defense. It's going to be harder mentally. It's going to be harder physically. And so I could just see him being a, a total disaster in this game. 
ZB. Yeah, so if if the Eagles win on defense, I will go Javon Hargrave, uh, returning Ooh. back to his old team. Uh, I, you know, he's been getting better since that week two when we saw him, and uh, yeah, has a little something to play for, and that's a that's a worthy storyline. Okay, you get to go again. Uh, if if the Eagles lose on offense, then I'll I'll do the inverse of what Bo said. Maybe we'll be talking about Jordan Mailata. Like, man, you know they haven't figured out left tackle. Last last uh, last week wasn't reviewing, and Bud Dupree really got the most of him here. So we'll see. Okay, Shield. Oh, it's me. I'll go with a uh, Brandon Graham on defense. I mean, the guy's just showing up every week, really, and playing uh, at a high level in his 30s. He's consistent against the run and as a pass rusher. They've got a backup right right tackle, Chucks Okorafor. Chooks. Chooks. Yeah, Central Chooks Okorafor. Yeah. Okay, great, there you go. Great Western job, Bomber. Michigan, no, no, Western. Yeah, yeah, really. Outstanding. Nobody nobody <laughs> knows backup offensive lineman around the league like Marissa. <laughs> well, because <laughs> you know? we, we saw Zach Banner get hurt, and that was that was really sad uh, in the That's beginning true. of the season. Yes. So. Uh, there you go. Big I mean, Zach really, Banner Mar- fan. Marissa should be doing this segment for me. I mean, so <laughs> Chooks is the backup. So as she said, <laughs> Zach Banner got injured. And so you're going up against the backup right tackle. It was sort of been a pleasant surprise so far, but uh, certainly not the best guy Graham will face uh, this season. So maybe he has a big game. Okay. Uh, if the Eagles win on defense, somebody who we will be talking about. How about uh, how about Derek Barnett? What if he, What if he strings together a game like he had last week? against Alejandro Villanueva, and all of a sudden you're thinking uh, this guy who's been just sort of above average for the first uh, three years of his career is all of a sudden, you know, on the precipice of turning into an actual difference maker for this defense. That would be, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the Eagles don't have a lot of young players who you can really be excited about moving forward. And if Derek Barnett is going to turn into one, that would really sort of change the picture of the defense over the next couple of years. Um, and then if they lose on defense, how about um, – well, how about Jalen Mills? Because if he's going to be playing on the outside, I think there's a good chance, you know, unlike last week when you have Nick Mullins and some just okay receivers and uh, not an advanced passing game, I think there's a chance Jalen Mills, we've seen him get beat deep before. I know that the Steelers haven't thrown deep much this year. Um, and as, as Shield said, I think they've only completed three. But I certainly think – Deontay Johnson or Juju Smith-Schuster or James Washington or Clay's J. Poole. All four of those guys can run past Jalen Mills and maybe he gives up a couple big plays. And Bo was not a Chase Claypool guy in the draft. so I was not, although the, the one uh, like once a guy gets drafted by the Steelers, you just sort of have to take the take the loss. Hmm. So yeah, really. It's, this, is not, this is not a Van Jefferson Michael Pittman situation where I'll be rooting against the guy. It's, uh, this is Chase Clay. He's on the Steelers. I just I sort of accept that he's going to be good. His numbers are better than what he's uh, shown so far, too. He had a, drew a big pass interference penalty uh, last game downfield. So that's another one that I don't think that counts in their uh, completions downfield. But he made a big play at a big spot for them. All right, Shield. Is it my turn? You've got, uh, well, uh, def- you both have defense loss left. Yeah, I was going to go with Jalen Mills. I think that is definitely a good one. But how about I'll go on the other side? Darius Slay uh, has played really well. But this is good, you know this is going to be tougher. This is going to be the... I'm trying to think what other quarterbacks. Yeah, this will be the best quarterback they've faced so far this year. He's not probably going to be traveling with one guy, I wouldn't think, in this game. Uh, and uh, 
for as well as he's played. You know, there's been moments where he's not that physicality that uh, Eagles fans really embrace most of the time out of their defensive players. I wouldn't say he's shown that, which is totally fine if he can cover the way he's covered. But if it all sort of comes together into a bad game where he's getting burned and, um, you know, maybe isn't making tackles like that, then maybe he could uh, draw the ire of some Eagles fans in this game. You think you think Slay is going to follow Juju? I don't think so because Juju lines up yeah. in the slot a lot okay, uh, or has historically. And so um, that would surprise me. And I, I don't know that there, you know, there are some Steelers fans uh, who would tell you that Deontay Johnson is a better player than uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Now that just must, might be because Smith-Schuster is a free agent and he's not going to be there that long. And so they're uh, moving their emotions to another guy. But um, I, I certainly think they have multiple guys you have to worry about. Uh, if the Eagles right, so. lose, I guess I'll, I'll go Nate Gary because we, we have to pick him each week. Mm. And, yeah, that's uh, a good one. And he's someone people are already talking about, so I imagine they'll be talking about him even more. Okay. Uh, before we get to our uh, crystal ball deagle predictions, so we had a couple bird lines <clears throat> drop-ins before the episode. Uh, higher total from Franski in L.A. Wentz versus Foles career playoff matchups or J.J. Ortega-Whiteside total career touchdowns with the Eagles? Sorry, say it again. I was reading our comments. I swear I was actually doing something. How many times time. will Carson Wentz and Nick Foles face each other in the playoffs versus how many career touchdowns will J.J. Ortega-Whiteside have with oh. the Eagles? I'm going to go J.J. touchdowns. Mm. Yeah, come on. I think uh, he gets one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You, know, you, don't, you don't know if he's going to be on the team in three weeks. Well, that's true. But I think it's probably, if I had to bet on one, I'd say that's more likely. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, Non-special teams snaps for 2020 draft picks versus Travis Fulgham receiving yards on the season. That's a good one. Travis Fulgham receiving yards? Yes, versus non-special team (laughs) snaps for every draft pick. Uh, on the de- uh, on the team this year, so on you've got you've got Jalen yeah. Hurts who's played ten snaps. You've got Kayvon Wallace who played you know a handful of snaps last week and is likely to continue playing more. You've got Jalen Rager. I mean, Rager's been back, so yeah. I'll, yeah, Driscoll's that's played. Easy. Driscoll's yeah, that's the rookies. Played a bunch that's of- not a good one. That's easy. That's gonna be rookies. Probably. I looked at yeah, it. I, I actually snaps. looked this up this week because I was expecting them to have like among the fewest rookie snaps, and they're actually middle of the pack right now. But I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, Driscoll's played a game and a half. Right, Wallace uh, got in there. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, and uh, well, and Hightower's on the field a lot too. So right, yeah, yeah. there's actually a lot. Yeah, that that yeah. does make sense. Um, Ertz yards per target or Miles Sanders yards per carry. <laughs> I don't have a good baseline for yards per uh, target. What is it? Ertz yards, yards per, per target, target, I would say. Well, let's say if he gets if he gets ten to fifteen targets, and I mean, he's. It's funny that you know, the guy he's always looked yeah. up to is Jason Witten, and right now he's turning into late into Jason, Jason Witten. Witten. Yeah. No, I think that's a step too far. He looks. He does not look <laughs> explosive to me. Like he's he never. never has. He's, he's never been a great athlete, but he looks like he's. Lost like a half a step to me. I don't know. Okay, uh, I will take uh, Earth's yards per target. Okay, me too. And oh, int- this is an interesting question. This is not a bird line, but a fair question. Now that it has come out that Bo's ping pong partner tested positive for PEDs, of course, talking to about Kenyon Barner. Does, oh, is that right? I didn't even see that. Yes. Does this taint every win Bo has ever had? 
What was Bo's role? Was it his crazy doctor providing the pills? Did Bo push his teammate to this? Oh, that was your partner, not your opponent. Ba- yes. I thought there, it was your opponent, no? No, we played together, yes. This was the... Oh, uh, yeah. It taints everything. I'd like to see you... To I'd like to see you get tested, to be quite honest. I think that's reasonable. I'm I'm yeah. willing to undergo whatever test. And, you know, I, I will say on the record, I'll, I'll put my hand on my heart and uh, swear on the good book that I have nothing uh, to do with this. But uh, I, underst- I, was, I understand that uh, you're liable to skepticism. So I'll do what I, I'll do whatever I need to do. I, I was hoping you were going to give us a, the past is in the past. Or what was that? <laughs> Was there uh, Rafael? I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm not here to talk about the past. Yeah, that's good. That is what I should have done. You're right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Okay. Let's get to our crystal bald eagle. Um, If you look at the – what is the line right now? Seven? Seven, I believe. Seven. And if you look at the the new stat from Ethan Douglas in Shields Power Rankings, Mm. I think it would tell you that this line should be closer to eight and a half or nine. Uh, based on those points, Pittsburgh is at plus 3.6. The Eagles are at minus 2.2. Then you factor in three points for home road. Uh, gets you to about eight and a half. But let's uh, let's see. Can the Eagles hold on to their lead in the NFC East as a dominant oh, or one, two, and one team? Zach? I have the Steelers winning this game. I think they're the better team. I don't have them covering. I'm going mm. 24-20 Steelers. I think that uh, the Eagles' defensive line is legit, and I think they're going to continue to play well, as they have the past two weeks. I don't think the Eagles have enough offensive firepower, and I think the Steelers, a well-rested team with better quarterback play than what the Eagles faced last week, will be prepared for them. Shield? Uh, Well, first of all, you shouldn't be giving teams three points for home field advantage. Uh, well, that's what he, that's what Ethan did last night when he was talking about the well, Thursday night game. Okay. Well, listen, he, is he on this podcast? Okay. We'll have a private and, and there will be fifty five hundred fans there <laughs> at Heinz Field. Well, this was even you know if you look at sort of our own uh, Ben Baldwin did a study on this, and even if you look at kind of the past um, few years, home field advantage was uh, decreasing anyway uh, to the point where bookmakers were not counting it for three. I don't know if it was two and a half or two. I think it was more two and a half. But now, especially with no fans, it's sort of a um, you know I don't know that anyone's looked at the data yet, but that will be interesting to look at. Uh, the Steelers have had very uneven performances, so this isn't a game that you can't win. I mean, you can kind of ugly this game up and have a chance to win it in the fourth quarter, make a play like you did last week, maybe get a turnover and steal this game. And man, if they go if they go into Pittsburgh and win that game after beating the 40, if they went back-to-back games here as touchdown underdogs, Tyron Smith, I just saw before we came on, is out for the season. Uh, the Cowboys, I, I don't know if you guys have been following this week, but, I mean, it's unbelievable. They're having questions about uh, effort. Demarcus Lawrence is calling them soft. I think their offensive numbers are severely uh, inflated. If you look at some of the efficiency stuff, they've been terrible taking care of the ball. So it could be like a whole different narrative next week if they go in and win this game. Having said that, I just think it's such a tough spot for their offense. I totally believe in the Steelers' defense. It's sort of the, you know, not only are they talented, but they're just so tough to prepare for. They're going to win their one-on-one matchups. And so uh, you need a break somewhere along the way, you know, 
bring me the Jalen Hurts package. Bring me the double pass. Bring me a a uh, two point conversion. Bring me a fake punt or a fake field goal. All those things you went into last game as. I think you have to take it to like another level really uh, this week, and you shouldn't be fooled by hey we won last week. We're actually a better team because I don't think that's really what we learned there. So uh, I think it's going to be competitive. I think the Steelers will get like a maybe a score late, and I've got the Steelers covering. I've been wrong. I think on the Eagles. Uh, spread every week. So again, this is a good sign for Eagles fans, but I've got the Steelers covering a uh, 26-17. Okay. Let's see Jalen Hurts throw the ball, huh? Like Yeah. If you're going to make the defense respect it, let him let him throw the ball downfield. It changes changes everything. Um yeah, unlike last week where I thought that that maybe um the matchup was better for the Eagles than than you might think. I think this is sort of a nightmare matchup mm. for the Eagles uh, for all the reasons you guys have talked about. Um, I think they sort of wasted, not wasted, but they, they had their, you know, turnover bump game last week. So I think it would be hard to expect that to come again. And, uh, I, I think this game might, might get out of hand. Um, mm. I think just because I, I, I don't like the idea of, uh, you know, it's important to get ahead, but if the Eagles are chasing in this game, um, and then, you know, those pass rushers can really take advantage of, of the Eagles, you know, they don't have the firepower to, to get back into the game. Uh, that well so uh, I think this I think this game is going to be a little bit lopsided give me the Steelers 24-13 what, what did you have in week one because I the last I, I think you're two and all the last two weeks right with the I mean against the spread against the spread uh I don't remember what I I think I did have it closer I think I, I had the Eagles winning but oh, I think I had it as close we game. know we can't trust you so a list enterprising listener will Look that we up. should include that in our prediction. But I had, but I think I had the Eagles beating the Rams, so I think I'm three and one. We should, yeah, okay. we should probably in, in include our our record against the spread this year. Some that's accountability, yeah. I think that's fair. I, I like that. Uh, all right, last things here. Uh, Dan says, "Shield, you have a recommendation for a good chai, uh, loose or bagged, and proper way <clears> to make it." No, you can't be. You know, you, you, listen. Find uh, find the nearest Indian auntie, knock on her door, <laughs> wear a mask. And uh, say I have an Indian podcaster I listen to. He recommended I, you know, have a nice afternoon cha. Uh, should you'd be delighted? It could be I shouldn't say Indian auntie. It could be an Indian uncle. You know, mm. my dad. My dad throws the cha on there, so uh, I would recommend doing that. You know, these these you don't want to mess just with just a cold knock a guy you, a guy you don't have much of a relationship yeah, with. Yeah, it doesn't. We're welcoming people. Okay. You know, we're we're very friendly to. Just our go guests, to your nearest so. water source, and you'll you'll find somebody. Yeah, they're walking around there. Well, masked, masked up, though. Let's, let's be safe there. Uh, Hamilton says uh, he wears Under Armour running tights for cold cycling. Mm. Zach, any interest? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll find out, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't own a pair. Zach's, kinda... Zach's, Zach's turning, turning his back on the bike and getting into powerlifting instead. <laughs> yeah. not, not Next week, it's going to be all CrossFit <laughs> yeah, questions. Yeah. How, to, how to build your home CrossFit gym. <laughs> uh, he's the guy, he's the guy I saw doing pull-ups at the playground. <laughs> uh, uh, someone just uh, kind of rounded up the defensive players. LJ4, Camus Grugier-Hill, which, you know, that's probably fair. They had that big spat. Yeah, I think he's better than the guys they're playing. Yeah, I think that was a definitely. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Chandon Sullivan and uh, Rasul Douglas. So, there you go. Okay. You know, not 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 a murderer's row of defensive players. Well, neither but, is uh, the defense. I think it's a fair question. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it 
for this episode of Burns with Friends. She'll know uh, no no chance for a post-game pot out of you this week, just for the listeners to look forward no, to. No, no, not this week. No, can't do it. What if let's let's at least throw one possibility out there. What if the Eagles uh what if the Eagles pitch a shutout? If they pitch a shutout? Yeah. All right, yes. I'll I'll okay. do one if they something, I'll do what uh, yeah, I'll do one if they yeah. pitch a shutout. Okay. okay. And next week's Capadia week, so something to look forward to. Mm, that's exactly it, right. It is the Ravens. Yeah. Well, what? Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I I don't know whether to be happy. I think I'm happy just because it's not Bo trying to make you know Seahawks <laughs> sure. week yeah. happen unsuccessfully for like the seventh straight year. So uh, some of our good. most successful episodes. Yeah, yeah. Ravens are not playing great, by the way. You know there are some of these teams that I think preseason I was high on the Colts, the the Ravens. Where well, I, if you really look at off the Colts already. I mean, if you look at the Colts are really, uh, you know, struggling to find themselves. The Ravens are 15th offensively in EPA per snap right now. They are they are really struggling to find an identity uh, and find the things that worked for them last year offensively. So, uh, it's you know, it's been a little interesting, uh, interesting first four weeks. Now, Zach, you and I are looking good on the Seahawks so far. You better than me. You had them going to the Super Bowl. I had an NFC title game. Bo had them not making the postseason. So yeah, but I've, I've got a lot of other ones that are, that are looking. And I was right on the Chiefs, oh, too, right? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whiff. Wow, what a whiff from Bo. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll revisit those. How about after week I like eight? That. We'll take a I look. Believe, I believe the Jets under was my first pick, which is really okay. like that's like just nailing. Uh, I was thinking the pick. Bengals, you know, I, I could have used them to win that game against the Eagles in overtime. I, that was one of my first ones. But they won last week. They're coming on strong. There you go. All right. Okay. Well, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thank you for those of you who watched on YouTube. And we will be back, Zach, Marissa, and I, on the postgame pod on Sunday after the Eagles play the Steelers and look to hold on to their first place lead in the NFC East. For the whole crew, I'm Bo. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. We've seen some good reviews there. And make sure you smash the subscribe button on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And as always, we love you. Birds with friends.